Hello. Hola. <laughs> Hopefully this is working correctly. Um, but yeah, this is this is a very special occasion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two senses on everything PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, and I'm here joined with Stephen Morrow. Stephen, it's been what six, seven months? It's been a long time. It's been longer than it should have been. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just say it has to be more than six months because my son is he is six months. So he it has been like I know I like had to hop off well before then prepare for the for birth. Yeah, for you giving birth, <laughs> not me giving birth. No. Well, yeah, but that's that's a big that's a big thing. It was a big thing. And congratulations, thing. thank you. Uh, how how is dad life? Every time I think I've peaked at dad life. I do something almost immediately after that has made it like, no, this is peak. It's an ever-growing, ever-changing challenge. So what's the most recent dad peak? Most recent dad peak. And I'm like, okay. So I woke up and my knee was just hurting, like throbbing. It hurt. I'm like, good God. Like, I can't. This is it. This is dad life. Baby screaming. My knee hurts for no reason. Dad life. I then I love that knee pain is. So it gets worse. I immediately <laughs> get out of bed and both of my legs crack. Like as like audibly loud, and I'm like, never mind that. I think that's just that. aging. I don't think that's dad life. But I see, think that's like dying life. I feel like it just it the speed it has all happened. Alex has dying. accelerated since the, the child. You're losing your legs. I don't think I'm losing. I mean, I can still walk. It just hurts when I walk every now. You're just losing your knees then. I've always had bad knees. I mean, granted, they didn't like crack like crab legs. <laughs> You know, when, when so I, you get the, I love the little fork, you know, the little fork that they give you to scoop out the, the meat. Yeah. I love it. Meat. I'll just scoop out your little crab meat from your, from your dad legs. My crab meat. Your dad legs. You don't touch my dad legs. Jesus my, Christ. My King daddy crab legs. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad that things are exactly the same as they were last why, why time wouldn't, that we recorded. Why would they change? I, I guess you're right. I, <laughs> it's naive of me to think that it is that I would become a more uh, functioning human. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like the microphone is working, which is good. Um, for audio listeners, this is a unique episode because uh, we are doing this live. So we're recording the the audio and the video live. Um, Huffle in the chat says that it sounds great. That's awesome. Thank you, Huffle. Good to know. Uh, she's our moderator for this for this episode and probably many more to come. So thank you, Huffle, for that. Um, but yeah, we are is a Huffle. Huffle like Hufflepuff, but it's Huffle Hug. Is her name on Twitch? Huffle Hug. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Don't be disappointed. It's I great. Am. I think it's a great name. Mm-mm. I'm surprised it wasn't already taken. Actually, that's. A- that's true. That's a good point. See, and it's great for like future branding too, because you can have like Huffle Hug teddy bears. You can have Huffle Hug blankets. I mean, think about it. You can get yourself a Huffle Hug. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. Future ideas, in case you're interested. I'm so used to that look you just gave me through the camera, Alex. <laughs> uh, for those of you who can't see, it's a look of confusion and disappointment but mostly disappointment. Pretty sure I wore that face all throughout high school. 
on a daily <laughs> you wore the face. You like woke up in the morning, went through the closet, you picked that face, and you just slapped it on. Slapped it on there. And, it, and you know what? It lasted <laughs> a few years after high school. Jesus. Oh, I just remembered that I need to share the links. The links? The links. The links. The links to watch this. So I'm going to do that. Um, here, do like a thing. Do like a thing. All right. So, <laughs> Steven, last time we were here, there was a lot going on. And really the biggest thing was on a regular basis, we hop on this show and we talk about how I, Alex Wolf, had a PlayStation 5 at launch. And Steven would regularly talk about how he was going to commit a crime to get a PlayStation 5. I was ready to kill a man. Hey. Or a child. I, can we? I'd steal from a child, but kill a man. I mean, I guess that's better. But it, anyway... Um, so, Steven, you have recently acquired a PlayStation 5. Yes. I... <laughs> yes. I fucking did. And I'm, I'm, I, the way that it happened was so sudden, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think I would have one for another, like, few years, um, but... Yeah, he, he says this, but I would like periodically, like I had Twitter alerts set up for Cheap Ass Gamer to notify me every time he tweeted. And that was with, that was done in order to notify me when PlayStation 5 links would drop for purchase. I would send Steven a link every damn time. Every damn time. And he was always asleep. It did not <laughs> Or at work with shitty internet. Every time tells me he's not going to get one in a year. I'm over here sending him a link like Listen, every and five minutes. My mom was sending me links. It sounds like yeah. it was just for lack of effort, Stephen. Well, no, but like I gave up. I honestly gave up because it was it was so hard. And every time, every time, I, I efforted. Of lack of I efforted for a little bit, <laughs> but then it was just depressing. Like it, there's nothing worse than just. I mean, there are a few things that are worse, but, <laughs> but for, for me, there's nothing worse than like seeing a PlayStation 5 in your cart, pressing the purchase button, mm -hmm. and it just like not working every single time. It happened like 30 times. I don't like it. Yeah. That's like putting something in your hand and saying, all right, now give me the money. And then you give them the money and then they're like, you know what? Never mind. And then they take the thing back and then they give you your money back. They didn't even take your money to give it back. They just said, hey. Except, instead of taking it back, they're like, oh, it was never there to begin with. Yeah. It's all a lie. It's all bullshit. But, thanks to a good friend mm -hmm. and an amazing mother. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but yeah. And and another good friend. Um, I, I eventually did get the PS5. And I wrote an extremely long article about it. And I put it on... The website for anyone interested. <laughs> you didn't tell me you did that. Uh, I thought I sent it to Rachel. I didn't. I so I wrote it, and I wasn't sure that I was going to post it because it was very. It it painted me in a very unfavorable light. I was just a selfish motherfucker, <laughs> and like the whole first few paragraphs is me bitching that you had one and I didn't. <laughs> and, oh. and I was like very upset, but I turned it around. It's very nice towards the end. And Huffle says, now I won't have to commit murder to get a PS5, and that is correct. A life has been saved. 
actually two lives. Two lives. My life and the life of the person that I would have killed. I... There's going to be a case opened against us. And then you're going to try your dentist to deny it. <laughs> but we and have, we have to video evidence now. evidence of you <laughs> willingly saying, <laughs> I will commit a crime. Yeah. And sometimes even detailing the crime. Yep. Yep. This is why I shouldn't move to Florida. Because... <laughs> Hold on. Because of the Florida man? Yeah, because I will become Florida man. I will become Florida man. Why are you proud of this? (laughs) I'm already Florida man. I actually travel to Florida, commit crimes, and then I come back. And all of the headlines, it's all me. Stephen Thomas Morrow, once again admitting crimes (laughs) and giving ample evidence right here. That would actually be a kind of neat, like, Netflix series. Florida Florida Man. man. Yeah. But it's just some like deranged individual who, who like flies in. So, anyways, I never noticed this about <laughs> myself. So, I to give you an idea of the year I had, I went to the dentist, right? And they're checking my teeth, they go through this stuff, and like, if you had any pain or anything like that? I'm like, you know, a couple months ago, I, I did I had a sharp pain in my tooth out of nowhere, and I it was like two or three days, and eventually just went away. Like, well, where did you feel like? Like, from my tooth up to my ear. I didn't know if there was an ear infection or something around my jaw or what. And they asked, do you grind your teeth a lot? And I was like, yeah. I mean, all the time. And you're like, you know how often? And I'm like, you're better off asking me when I don't because it's often. And they're like, well, here's the deal. Actually, you have a fracture in your tooth. I Jesus have fractured Christ. one of my molars from grinding my teeth. From grinding your teeth. Yes. And, and are you blaming me for grinding your teeth? I'm not blaming you, but one of those moments right there, <laughs> I was grinding my teeth. And, like, I've become very self-aware of when I do it now since <laughs> being told that. And I'm like, holy shit, I really do do it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what that says about me as a person. but <laughs> We're going to – so after a few years of doing this show, you're going to just have no teeth. Why? No, I, I'm going to – You're going to grind your teeth away. No. I've been preventative. I got a mouth guard. Like, I think I got a bite guard and everything. Oh, okay. Like, right. I, it's, it's on. The teeth right. are staying. Okay. I'm not losing those bad boys. Right. Steven, today's a special day. Not only because Dual Senses has made its whatever long hiatus return, and you also have a PlayStation 5 you can announce it to the world. There are several reasons to celebrate, but perhaps the biggest reason today is the birth of the PlayStation 5. Well, the birthday. The birthday. It was born in a factory, probably beforehand. It officially was released to the world on November twelfth of twenty twenty. Yeah, that's. It's crazy to think about because it doesn't seem like that much time has passed. Yeah, but also, uh, so they they made a blog post on the PlayStation blog, and they went through I like some of the stats. Anime. Oh, is that Amanda? Is that Amanda? Hi, Amanda. Amanda. How are you? <laughs> you say the name and you're like, not interested. And then I'm, I'm like, like, oh, that's Amanda. And you're like, oh. I'm like, oh. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm a terror. I should never become a celebrity because I would be openly like, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> you're like, all right, I don't fucking care. I'd be terrible. I don't care. And then you hear the name and then you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, But anyway, it, it's, you're, as you said, it's felt like it hasn't felt like it's been a year. But at the same time, a lot has happened. I mean, we're still facing a lot of the same issues, right? It is still incredibly, incredibly difficult to get a PlayStation 5. But it has already set itself up as having a solid 
lineup of first party exclusives uh, and continues to do so with everything we've seen from State of Plays going forward. Sorry, I'm all giddy. <laughs> Sorry. This is exciting for me, okay? It's been too long. I should have poured bourbon. It wasn't enough. Just like straight just, alcohol. Just, let's go. <laughs> like 100% alcohol. Just rubbing alcohol in the yeah. body. It's all just injected. It. It's fine. Well, there's a fuzzy. <laughs> Any hooser. So, Stephen, let, let, let's reflect back on this, right? So, for me, I have a different perspective for, than you on the PlayStation 5. Uh, just because of how long I've had mine, for starters. Um, I played a lot of those games. You got one, like, immediately. I got I pre-ordered. I got it launch day. Yeah. Well, not launch day. I had it ordered. It was supposed to arrive launch day, but because of shipping and whatnot, I got it two weeks later. But for the most part, yeah. Um, so I played a lot of those launch titles right off the bat. And if I didn't beat, I at least sampled them. So I I played and beat Bucksnacks. I played Miles Morales. I played uh, Demon Souls. Um, I was waiting for you to name the best one. You know this. I, I do? Yeah. The best launch title on PS5. Astrobot? Yes! Astro's Playroom. I granted a great game, but still, I... It's the best launch title. I mean, it is a good... It's hard for me to think of that as a launch title. What, just because it's baked in? There no, was not, more not, love not that and effort in, but put into that game. It is a fantastic fantastic 10 out of 10 of a tech demo uh, i think it's a little bit bigger than a tech demo but i mean it i don't think they argue that point like they just wanted to make sure we had a really good tech demo that demonstrated the power of not necessarily the playstation 5 itself but the dual sense controller um but any hooser so for me playing those games in the beginning i was extremely excited right i was super pumped up and I went through, like, I platinum Miles Morales miles right away. I went through Platinum Bug Snacks, um, Platinum Astro's uh, Playroom. Uh, there was so much. I was all about it. And then there was what felt like a drought of games. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily true. There were still games coming out. But it was hard for me to determine. After a few months in, I was hard-pressed to ask myself, was it worth getting a PlayStation 5 now? outside of the fact it would be extremely difficult to get one later. Yeah, and that's that's actually a big reason why I, even though I was initially upset, mm -hmm. I kept saying, like my whole mantra was, this isn't going to be a problem not having a PS5 until Ratchet and Clank comes out. Because it seemed like that was the first real first-party exclusive on PS5. Um, of course, Returnal happened as well, but at the time that wasn't first-party. Um, but, yeah, I think that was, other than Astro's Playroom... Demon's Souls. Um, but Bluepoint, they weren't first party then. That's true. So, like, in, in that mindset, at that time period, I think Ratchet and Clank was the first one. Um, but, yeah, and then Ratchet and Clank came out, and then I started to have a problem. Yeah. But there was nothing that I could do about it. It's really... I mean, it was weird because I was, like, having a hard time because everything was still coming out on PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah, so, that's what made it so weird. And yeah. it was it was great for someone like me mm -hmm. because I could still get essentially PS5 games on the PS4. Like, I got uh, Sackboy A Big Adventure, yep. and I played that on PS4. And uh, 
I think that that kind of set the tone for the first year of PS5, uh, where it wasn't really, it didn't feel like a normal PlayStation console launch, really, for for me at least, um, partially because I didn't have one, but also Fair. because uh, there just weren't really that many exclusive titles, and every time a new game was announced, we would later find out that it was also coming to PS4. With a free upgrade to PS5, if yeah. you got one. Um, but now, excuse me, it's all a beer. Uh, <laughs> it's all a beer. It's the all a beer. Just taken of his beer. Listen, <laughs> I may or not have had a beer before I left. Did you? Yeah. All right. It's it's a thing. There's there's the wooden cask right by where I work, and so ah, sometimes we need to, we need this to go is there. this is off the record. By the way, I do not drink at work. But sometimes people buy me drinks, and I'm at work. We need to go to said wooden cask. It's real good. They have good pizza. I'm going to get a little tomorrow, honestly. And you're hanging around for a bit tomorrow, right? Uh, or are you busy? Well, so I'm hanging out, but then at 2 o'clock, actually, I have plans with Amanda. Mm. So, But we can all go to wooden cask. I mean, I'm going to this on. You know, the lady's all right with it, and the baby's not fussing and whatnot. I'm good with it. Baby can have pizza. No, baby cannot. He cannot. I, he's he's <laughs> wrapped in the solid foods. So we're, we're we're easing him into it. Anyway, Hooser, let's get back to <laughs> let's get back on pace here. So I mean, it was really hard. I mean, there's a lot of the heavy hitters, right? Like a lot of the games when they first announced the PlayStation Five, that were like most people were reasons like this is why we buy a PS Five. Have announced been coming out on PS Four. So Miles Morales came out on PS Four and PS Five. Like, that was okay. That was fine. God of War Ragnarok was announced. It's kind of ambiguous if it was coming to both or not. Later announced it was coming to both. Yeah, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, same deal as God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. What what's going on? Even oh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah, which and, we didn't think was even going to be possible on PS4. But here it is. But yeah, it's coming. The only game that really stuck to and said no were strictly PlayStation Five, and even then it took a while to get that message. Was Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, uh, Rift Apart. So it was like ah, it mm, like. Why do I need this thing outside of the fact that I need it? And it kind of, for a while, like I got to a point where I was strictly just playing, I was just playing my PS4. I stopped using my PlayStation 5 because my PlayStation 5 was in a room that I wasn't always in anymore due to navigating with the baby and whatnot. And it made more sense for me as someone who likes to get trophies. If I'm going to buy a PS4 game and know I'm going to get a PS5 upgrade, I'll play the PS4 version of the game first. It's this... Still the same game. Load times are a bit slower, but I've lived with it for seven years at this point. So yeah. what do you freaking do? And then you just get the upgrade, and then all the trophies, all the trophies pop. pop. And so that's like, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. So like I so during this whole period of time, I would visit Alex, and we would play PS Five when I would visit. But I would be playing the games on the PS Four, and then when I would come over, I would just transfer the save, and then I would get all the trophies that would pop up. So I got two platinums for PS Five games. Um, doing that without even having a PS5. And technically, I got, I think, three PS5 Platinums without having a PS5. What was it? Bug Snack? No, not Bug Snack. Spider-Man? Spider-Man Remastered. Uh-huh. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And um, Astro's Playroom. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But it was like, why? Uh... And even now, I struggle. So I just recently picked up Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and I debated, should I buy the PS5 version or the PS4 version? I am still buying PS4 versions of games because I get a free upgrade or I pay 10 bucks, you know, at the minimum to yeah. upgrade to the PS5 version. Like, why? But if I buy the PS5 version of the game, I don't get jack shit. I mean, I get the PS5 version of the game. But, but you I don't, don't get, get, like, the, the, I don't, the downgrade. I can't, I can't go backwards. Yeah. So I find that kind of, I mean, I understand the reason why. Like, the technology is probably hard for the PS4 to, like, hey, I don't know what this is to even recognize it. Whereas the PS5 well, can. I wish that they would just automatically do that, like, on your account. Like, just you buy the PS5 one, and then you just get the PS4 game as well. Well, the hard part about that would be is, like, even with the PS4 disc, you the PS5 still says you need the PS4 disc. So it's, hmm. I think it's reading the information. But at the same point, though, why not just release one disc? Why is there a PS5 version and a PS4 copy that buy separately at the store? Yeah. Especially if, if you go in the PlayStation, the PlayStation store, it doesn't give you the option to separate between the two. If it's got a PS5 version you buy the PS4 version, you get both. Why is it harder for someone to go to a retail store and pick up, you know, like, which one should I get? If yeah. you're consumer friendly and it makes sense, I mean, hell, that's another thing. Is like sometimes you can get away with buying the PS4 version of the game cheaper than the PS5 version, but still get the PS5 version for yeah, free. Yeah, and it's like what, what it's the really hell? weird the way it, that they do that. I, I think, I think they're just not focusing on marketing the games for PS5 as heavily, mm -hmm. just because. I mean, well. I was going to say, because not that many people have them, but... 13.4 million PlayStation 5 consoles worldwide since launch. And yeah. That was October 28th. And that's a shit ton. They actually, I think they have an updated number on the PlayStation blog. Uh, uh, if you see. pull up the blog post that they had, uh, mm. I think they say more than uh, some specific number. And they're talking about gameplay there. So Here, actually, let's let's unpack this this whole blog post. Let's just take yeah. it one step at a time. So it's, this comes um, from but, our family neighborhood, Jim Ryan, on the PlayStation blog. Uh, you know, a year's news is phone. But old Jim. Uh, we've had one year with landmarks of iconic places. So incredible games with Fraction and Claim, Returnal, Deathloop, um, purchasing development studios for Bluepoint, Fire Sprite, Housemark, and Nixus. Okay, so let's stop there. Yeah. Studio acquisitions mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Uh, I think, now correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the most a PlayStation's ever done in one year. Mm, I, I might be totally wrong. There was a year, I feel like they went, hold on, let's see here. While he's looking this up, if chat wants to chime in, what is your favorite studio that PlayStation has acquired this year? So there's, uh, hold on, what even are they? There's Housemark, Bluepoint... I'll read them off again. Nixus. Uh, there's another. Uh, Fire Sprite. Fire Sprite, yeah. That's it. Is Fire Sprite the one that did um, that was the one Persistence? That, uh, I can only phrase Persistence. They were the developer where a lot of people came over from the Wipeout development team. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they put out something earlier this year. I can't remember what. But they, at least off the top of my head, I think it was a VR title. But a lot of persistence, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people from that development team originally were from uh, Studio Liverpool or whatever. Yeah, Studio Liverpool, and they a lot of they put the wipeouts and the whatnots. Wipeout is actually making a return. I don't know if you saw, but Wipeout. There's a new Wipeout game, and it's on mobile, and it's a card game of all things. They turned a racing game into a card game, which is strange, but. <laughs> 
Demi in the chat says, the last PlayStation I owned was a PS2. Went to Xbox after that. Demi, did you? You're in the you're in the wrong stream. No, no, no. She's in, she's in the right place. She's in the right place. Because we can yeah, have an honest yeah, conversation yeah. with her. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we, just, I'm just so pulling a leg. We, we can, I'm just pulling a leg. We, we can say like, hey, you know, if what what are the reasons that you switched? What are the reasons you haven't gone back yet? You know, yeah, give us, give us, give us the reasons. I mean, let's not. I'm not attacking her. I just want justify to... your actions, Demi. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. Also, Trip Fantasy four. in the chat says Blue Point for sure. Looking for that Bloodborne remaster. Ooh. I, I, does Bloodborne need a damn remaster? It's, it's uh, on well, the PS4. It still doesn't even have a patch for PS5. I mean, that's fine. It still gets the PS4 Pro boost mode when running on PS5. So it runs better. Yeah, I still think that's one that's very requested. It is. requested. It is. And I just don't understand. For me personally, I don't understand why. The game is... Look what you done did. Demi says that they're feeling tech. Look what you did. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we go live one time and this is what you did. <laughs> I'm already... See, I'm murdering people, attacking people. Yes, this year was... It's fine. Nothing but love here. This year, they acquired more studios than ever. The only other year being, really, a lot of the places they there was not a not a year input. This is all as of uh, from um, no, this is from Wikipedia, so there could be some oh, accuracies okay. here. But from what I'm seeing, a lot of these studios have already been with them um, for quite some time, if not originated with PlayStation. All right. So, Steve, well, what's your favorite acquisition? My favorite acquisition is Omniac hands down oh yeah insomniac that was before that was last that was 2019 yeah so but it was still we'll count it we'll count it why in the past year what it's like it right on the years ago it's fine <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> i counted as like a ps5 era acquisition. i mean to be fair the first game they put out i think after that was miles morales because spider-man on ps4 came out before the acquisition yeah. was done yeah I think talks were in place. Yeah, and then it was Miles, and then Spider-Man Remastered, and then Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. And actually, can we just take a moment to talk about how Insomniac carried the PS5 during its first year? And continues to do so. Yeah. So, let, let's think about this here. Okay, all right. So, right out ahead. of all of the, the first-party developers for PlayStation, under PlayStation Studios banner, they are the only developer who's committed to making every game they put out strictly on PlayStation 5. Outside of Miles Morales, which because that was in development before PS5, yeah, and yeah. it was a spin-off of the Spider-Man And that was a launch title. title. We have that. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Which is PS5 exclusive. And Wolverine. Which is, that is gonna be a PS5 three, exclusive. Exactly. Three games. Okay. That is more than any developer out there, and, they're, and that, what I appreciate about them is that they aren't afraid to say it. They put it out there, boom, this is the deal. This is what you're getting. And people getting. get excited. Hey, you're damn right. It gives them the reason to own a game. They spent four to $500 on this fucking console if they didn't go through a scalper. And there has not been a legitimate reason outside of an Insomniac game and maybe a, you know, a small handful of other titles yeah. to, blo- to buy a PlayStation 5. And even those other titles, Demon's Souls, eventually coming to PC. Right? Yeah. God of War, coming to PC eventually at some point. There's not been a single Insomniac game to hit anything outside of a playstation that's a good point actually outside of uh fuse and sunset overdrive yeah but like but, you know that's outside the realm of playstation yes um yeah 
That's a good point. So, yeah, I appreciate the hell out of them, and they are my favorite acquisition because they're the only ones that have carried this system and continue again, continue to do so. I feel like that was the deal of the century, too, because mm-hmm. they, they are worth so much more than they were bought for. I, I but, well, So I think the big thing for them is that they held out. They were very much like staying independent. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it made sense because, and it worked out, I think, in their favor, especially with COVID-19, to have someone being able to fund them instead of having to fund themselves. Yeah. That saved them. Um, anything else they had put out that wasn't on PlayStation while got critical, critical success, like Sunset Overdrive, they were never commercial successes. Yeah. If Sunset Overdrive had launched on PlayStation, I argue to this day, we would already have Sunset Overdrive too. That's a fair Sorry. point. Sorry. I mean, like, it was great on Xbox. It was awesome. But there just was not, there weren't people buying the game. And I think with the PlayStation branding, with Insomniac, that triggers a lot of nostalgia. People are on it. They're ready to go. And there's a lot to bring to the table. People would have bought that game. Yep. So well, I think I think they're going to be a big deal moving forward because it seems like they are basically PlayStation's personal Marvel studio uh, because they have Spider-Man, which is... I don't think it's going out on a limb saying that that's Marvel's most valuable. He's the most valuable superhero IP in the country. The only person behind him is Batman. And well, he's been there for years. They've got they've got Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Batman games are coming to PlayStation, so that's fine. Um, but now Wolverine, which yep. is kind of... Like, Wolverine kind of has a lot of history in video games. Um, like... I don't think there's been a bad Wolverine game. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. X2 Wolverine's Revenge on the GameCube and PS2. Okay, game all right. Okay. okay. It was well, I, I total remember, dog water. I remember the Wolverine games that I played. They weren't phenomenal, but they were fun. Well, he didn't have a lot of single games just about himself. I think X2 might have been the first big one. And then there's X-Men Origins Wolverine on the PS3 to 360, that's the one that which I the Uncaged Edition, so not the Wii version, top notch. I can't complain. I, I loved it. <laughs> Brutal. I got a plat in a minute. It was awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll drink to that. Damn right. <laughs> Bub. Bub. But, uh, yeah, even, even with it basically just being an insomniac machine for the first year, for the most part, that kind of makes me more excited for the future because I feel like there are so many other studios that are working on things. And most of them, we don't even really know exactly what's going on. Um, and I think in the blog post that you have pulled up, mm-hmm. uh, it says 25 games. Currently more than, more than 25 games in development for PS5 at PlayStation Studios. And that's just PlayStation Studios, so mm-hmm. that's not counting third party, obviously. Um, and... In the first year alone, I think they said more than 360 games 360 launched on games PS5. 360 games launched. You've got 4.6 billion hours of gameplay on PS5 and broadcast Jesus. more than 26 million hours of content. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, that content number, I'm happy for because they were very much focused on making it a content creation, console-friendly thing. Yep. With the create button... And the HD camera for the PlayStation 5. Which I still need to get. That made it... They're doing what they can to, to capture that market and say, hey, like, come to us. 
We make it easy. We're here for you. So, and I mean, the PS5 got me into streaming. There you go. It's it's so easy. You press a button. You press broadcast. Boom. That's why I started doing this. So, there you go. Kudos to them. And also, I had uh, two really good friends who were streaming a lot as well, and they were doing a really good job. And I wanted to to be cool like them. So. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that too, but the PS5 makes it easy, which I like. Well, go follow Hufflebug, because I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> Huffle one hug. Huffle hug. Huffle hug. Jesus. Huffle hug. Huffle hug. I'll get it right eventually. Yes. Right. Huffle hug. And also the other the other streamer is Demi. In the chat. I don't know. Demi the Drac Queen. There you go. Well, kudos to you too, Demi. <laughs> I I apologize if I don't. If I should know you, but don't. <laughs> Just getting out there now. Sorry. Also, shout out to Troop Fantasy Zero. Uh, that's my brother. Nah, he's. Like, nah. <laughs> he says he's the best streamer. Ah, what the hell? Like, he's on PC doing the nonsense. Getting out of here with his. Uh, he's getting really, really good though at like Dota. He's been playing with Dota. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. gonna go pro. I think you're good. He doesn't right want to go me. pro though. Whatever. He's definitely better than you. Nah, he he talking about you know me hours i put in the dota you can't play mobas dude i play pokemon unite like a fucking fiend you get out of here all right okay <laughs> fine all right um so yeah i mean what now that we're on the topic here and we've kind of talked about what the playstation's done what do we want to see them do going forward with the ps5 um i feel like there's a lot actually oh yeah for um, sure because i mean any with any console the first like couple few years is always kind of like you know it figuring it out it's almost like going back to square one mm-hmm. um so uh they already did a good job of sort of like tweaking the user interface and making it a little bit nicer specifically on the trophy side of things yeah um when it launched trophies were kind of god awful um and now they are better I would like to see maybe some more improvement in that vein, personally. Um, the game help function is like almost there, but I don't think developers really care as much about it. Yeah. So it's really only supported in, like, I think I've only played two games where game help is really supported. Um, and that's Ratchet and & Clank and that maquette game that we got for free. Yeah, so that, um, Sackboy supported Guardians of the Galaxy supports it. Okay, that's um, good to know. So that's pretty nice. It's good to know. Yeah, so I I think it's coming. I, I think as we get more games in the future, we'll see that, especially with exclusives. Yeah. Um I th- something I want to see is again, I, I don't while I understand you don't want to cut out that major, major base of PS4 players, right? Um I think it's Tales almost time itself. You gotta nip it in the butt. You've got to trim the fat. Give people a reason to own this new console, because yeah. I want true PlayStation Five exclusives. While I love Insomniac, I'm glad they're doing it. They should not be the only developer doing so. I don't think they are. I just don't think we know about that. Others. And that's true. That is very. That's very much a real fact. I, I don't think I could argue that by any means. But. I don't think that should have been the way. Having one game in your launch year be the only reason. Outside, well, two games, sorry. Demon's Souls and Ratchet and & Clank. That, 
not enough. Well, some people would make the argument for Returnal as well. Returnal, yeah, that's true. Returnal is also one. So we, three games. And I make the argument for Astro's Playroom. I, I think you should have had, when you announced those four flagship games carrying the PlayStation 5 banner with um, Horizon, Ratchet & Clank, Spider-Man, and God of War, the only game that should have strictly been that should have been on both platforms with Spider-Man. That's only because it launching with the PlayStation 5. Everything else, especially with how long it's taken to get here, could have been a PS5 exclusive just fine. Granted, yes, I understand the supply chain shortage, semiconductor uh, stuff. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about the whole PS4, PS5 game thing, because on one hand, I want more people to be able to play games. Mm-hmm. And so having games available on both consoles is great. But on the other hand, I want the newest, shiniest, fanciest, most like technically impressive, pretty thing. Yep. And you just can't get that when something is cross-platform. And, and it's held back. Cannot. It's, yeah. it's held back. You can't. You're asking a developer to put out something that, like, hey, we want you to showcase the power of this console, but we also want to make it available to people behind us. You can't do that. Um, not without taking some sacrifices. And I, again, I understand it, but it's got to, you need to cut the cord. So in 2022, I want to see far less PS4 games coming out that are supposed to be big heavy hitters on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, guys. With the. You own a PS4 and that's all you got. But it, if, if this continues to happen, there will be never a reason you need to go stress yourself out looking for a PlayStation 5. Well, we know, though, that. It is going to shift yeah. to be PS5 exclusive because PlayStation kind of has the opposite strategy as Xbox right now, where Xbox is kind of making things available everywhere, which is fine, but um, I don't think it really caters to the whole like setting the next like technical benchmark or you know things like that. I think you could argue that though. So I think with Xbox's smart delivery, right, it's not a confusing market. If you buy one, you get both, plain and simple. That's it. Save files, transfer, done. Achievements, transfer, done. I think Xbox can still, while it's available on everything, right? I think you can still do that in advanced technology because you're putting it on PC. You're putting it on old consoles. So sure, you're not driving everyone to go out and buy an Xbox Series S or an Xbox Series X, but you're making it clear that this is a better place to play and you're going to get it if you buy a console or a PlayStation, yeah, but it's you're, still you're held back. It's, you know, like, I'm not saying it's not. The, I'm, I'm the game it. available on all the things is held back by the lowest common denominator. That's and true. So, uh, I mean, yeah, PlayStation is also held back by the lowest common denominator, but their lowest is PS4, whereas, uh, I mean, I guess... Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox is kind of in the same boat. But still, going forward, though, their lowest is still going to be Xbox One. Whereas I think PlayStation, their lowest will be PS5. And then that's, that could be a true factor. But again, that PC component there, and that kind of opens the next topic. That PC component allows for those Xbox games that would normally be clocked out at what the Xbox can do out the window now because these games can run better on a PC than they would a console. And we're talking yeah. exclusive. So Halo, Gears, Forza. Those games can run at a better capacity than they ever have been because they're not going to just stay on an Xbox. Yeah, but that that just means they're better options. But that's true. Functionally, though, 
they still have to cater to the lowest common denominator. That's true. So, like, things like, I, and I know this is kind of a dumb comparison, but, like, something like the adaptive triggers or whatever in the the um, dual sense. Yeah. Um, that could be an integral part to an experience, um, but if something has to exist on a platform that doesn't have that controller support, then it can't be. Um, same thing with, like, the way the Ratchet and Clank uses the um, the SSD to do, like, really fast transitions and dimension hopping and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That just functionally cannot work on certain things. And so when you mix a gameplay mechanic with something that requires either, like, extremely fast processing or certain, like tactile things um then that means you have to redesign the game in order to cater to those lower things it's the same thing with like a vr game that's playable outside of vr is now suddenly not the same as a vr game that's strictly vr it just it just functionally cannot be the same yeah so again the next topic of playstation and pc so we saw this become a thing with the announcement of the PlayStation 5, really, with a lot of the games they announced, uh, games like Final Fantasy 16, games like like Demon Souls Remastered, uh, or the Demon Souls Remake, whatever you want to call it. And God of War. God of War yeah. and Horizon. All of these games are now coming. Now, granted, they've taken a few years, and they're not coming out day and date. They're not coming out at launch. PlayStation announced that they've... Uh, partnering with that studio, if not purchase that studio, that will be handling all of their PC ports for the most part to help transition that faster. Do you think we'll see games on PlayStation hit PC faster than it has before? And do you think that's going to hurt PlayStation as a with consoles at least? I don't think it'll hurt as a brand, uh, but... So, I mean, we can throw the question to chat as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anyone else wants to chime in, they can. Uh, me personally, I think yes, we're going to see games like PlayStation games come to PC faster than they have before. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they acquired Nixus, for example, because yep. they're they're known for PC ports. Um, that's all that they've done. Uh, so yes, I think we're going to see games PlayStation Studios games come to PC faster. Um, do I think that that's bad? I think that's great. Um, yeah, certainly. I don't think we're going to see PlayStation Studio games um, show up on PC day and date. I don't think we're going to see that. I think it's going to be like a game comes out, and then a year later it comes out on PC. So do you think that'll hold, that'll hold back the sales of PlayStation 5? Because sure, you're going to have those people that want, I want the game now, right? But with the excuse me, ever-growing PC gamer market, right, that market share is constantly going up. Constantly. Because it's excess is more accessible than it ever has been. Do you think that's going to slow, not halt, but slow down people buying PlayStation Fives, knowing that there's now the expectation this game is eventually going to come to PC? Um, I I don't think it's going to hurt sales on the PlayStation Five, and the reason why is think about like the most popular games. Okay. So the most popular games are, you know, the big hitters, like Call of Duty. I mean, we have a list of the most played games on PS5. Yep. And let's look at how many of those games you can also play on PC. Mm -hmm. So there's Fortnite, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, FIFA, NBA, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
Destiny 2, MLB The Show 21, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and NBA 2K22. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those except for two or three? Uh, two of them. One of them coming probably next year. Okay, so pretty much all of those you can also play on PC. Yep. Uh, PlayStation 5 is the fastest-selling console in the history of consoles. Yep. Um, I don't think that it... I, I, I don't think it makes a, an iota of a difference. Well, I mean, honestly. I, I'm, I'm saying not necessarily now, right? But in the future. Because a big part of it was, in the beginning, PlayStation... Hearing a, play, a PC game, or a PlayStation-exclusive game, coming to PC wasn't heard of. Yeah. Now that, that, that trend's been broken. Sure, it's taken a few we years. We are kind of in the wild wild. Yes, yeah, but we're getting to a point where that's going to become more of reality. So do you think reality in those games are coming to PC? Do you think that will slow them down, knowing that? I don't think so, because I think the, the product is different. Okay. Uh, or different enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, again, I'm trying to think about things both personally and also as like an outsider kind of experience um where personally i like playstation because it's simple it's all self-contained i don't have to do all this extra shit. right i like just being able to plug a thing in and play a thing um i like the the user interface everything's simplified uh that's why i have an iphone and a macbook um it's it's more accessible and to echo what Huff is saying, it's um, more convenient yep. um, to the general public. I think that is really what people are buying. Okay. And on top of that, they are buying the exclusives and things like that. And there are still going to be the heavy hitter exclusives that I don't think we'll see come to PC at all. Um, and I mean, as of right now, yes, there's God of War, Horizon, um, and Demon Souls things like that, Death Stranding, even though that's not first party. Um, still, we don't have Last of Us Part Two on PC. Um, do I think it'll happen? Maybe. But as of right now, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have Spider-Man on PC. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I still think there's going to be those flagship exclusives, like the big, big, big heavy hitters that kind of just, like, completely shake the industry. I think they'll keep those on PlayStation. Now, can you say that knowing Uncharted is coming to PC? Uncharted it took a while. Uncharted shook the industry on PS3. That's what I'm saying. So uh, it took some years, right? But also, but. Uncharted is one of those games that I think is important for the industry, but I don't think it hit like pop culture as heavily as something like Spider-Man. Spider-Man Fortnite. Uh, okay, that's fair. Like, like I think I think those are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I think that the people who care about Uncharted have already played Uncharted. And so, you know, now they're they're reaching out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think it's gonna look like in the future? I mean I, I think I, I agree with you. I, I don't think while I do I think it'll slow some things, yes. It would be a small amount because console gaming, you are selling to the convenience factor, not to the performance factor. You are selling to accessibility. Um, you're still going to have parents that are just going to buy consoles because it's easier to have grown adults buying consoles because it's easier to do than building a PC. Now, do I think we're 
we're going to see more PlayStation heavy hitters hit PC? Hell yes. We're seeing it now. The re I think PlayStation right now is trying to feed into, we've got to attract more buyers. How do we do it? Well, the only market we can tap into that delves into every market is PC. The only way we're going to get those people to come out and, you know, make them feel that rush of getting the game right away as opposed to hitting PC is by putting a taste of the games we have out now on PC. But I think they're going to get money hungry. I think they're going to think those games are going to sell on PC. And it's going to be like, well, hell, if we can just sell the game on PC and make the money, why not just do it? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that at the end of the day, they're a business and they want to make money. And the best way to make money is to have and your product everywhere. And by creating that their own label of PlayStation Studios and now owning Nixus, this makes it easier. Yeah. The, the, the problem was before, they didn't have everyone under the same banner, right? There was no logo with PlayStation they could sell. Now there's a PlayStation logo that is, goes out on every case. It's not Sony Computer Entertainment. It's not Sony Computer Entertainment of America. It's not Sony Interactive Entertainment. It is PlayStation yeah. Studios you see in those cases now. That's actually, that's interesting too, because we did kind of see a little bit of that like sort of PlayStation-centric branding happening mm -hmm. in the past, uh, like around the PS3 era. Mm -hmm. um, where, like, you saw PlayStation-branded TVs, and you would see, um, like, PlayStation-branded, uh, like, reality television shows and PlayStation-branded, um, like, series. Like, what was the the superhero Powers. One? Yeah, Powers, and then there was that anime, Zammed or whatever. Yep. Um, so you started to see this sort of, like, tentacular PlayStation branding everywhere. Uh, but it just never really caught on. Um, and that was at a time where Sony as a brand, like Sony was going down, mm -hmm. um, like Sony Electronics, but PlayStation was consistently doing better and better and better. Um, and then people just didn't like the content <laughs> back then when they were <laughs> doing that. True, yeah. uh, people hated the shows. People didn't like the extra shit. Uh, the TVs were cool. That but... <laughs> it didn't make any sense to ha the way of navigating those shows was weird. Yeah, and yeah. It was weird. having it sort of like stuck on a PlayStation console as well was was that weird. Was, yeah. Um. So now, like that went away for an entire generation mm -hmm. for all of the PS4, and then now with the PS5 out, we're seeing the same thing. We're seeing PlayStation branding kind of leak out into other things, um, I mean, namely but, television and movies. But it, so it's leaking out, yes. But when it comes to the games, it is more so the games now that's PlayStation Studios thing. So yeah, we're seeing things with movies and shows, but we're not gonna. I I don't think if we go to see Uncharted in theaters, right? I don't think we're gonna see Sony Columbia, right? I don't think we're gonna see PlayStation Studios. Oh, I, I think we will. I think we're they are strictly focused. We saw it in the trailer. In the trailer, it said PlayStation Studios. Oh, okay. So, so I like, they're putting that front and center, and also like. The Last of Us HBO series, mm -hmm. and with the Twisted Metal series that's coming yep. out, which I'm very curious about. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm very curious about. Comedic Mad Max, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think that they're going at it with that approach, and I feel like that is going to help with the whole PC side of things as well. Yeah. Because now that this branding is getting outside of the PlayStation ecosystem, you know, the, the console ecosystem, I should say, I think PC gamers are going to see that, and then maybe they'll, like, with with the movie trailer for Uncharted, for example, mm -hmm. immediately after the trailer, there was, like, a, a five-second splash screen that said, 
Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, or not the the Legacy collection. Yeah, that's what it's called. The Uncharted Legacy collection available on PC on this date. I, I think you are going to see PlayStation more as a publisher than as a console. If they nail that down, they're in. And I'm perfectly fine with that because yeah. as much as I love their hardware, I think PlayStation games are just or PlayStation content, I should say, is, in my opinion, next level. If you had, let's go back to 2006, the Xbox 360's out. It's dominating console sales. PlayStation, time. PlayStation 3 is struggling. But what kept PlayStation alive all the way to that generation was its first-party titles. If PlayStation was, at that time, not making consoles, but was a publisher of games, and they put them on Xbox 360, PlayStation would have carried the Xbox 360, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, at that time, that was sort of PlayStation's most experimental phase. Uh We had almost entirely from Sony Japan Studios, rest in peace. Um, Holy shit. Like, there there were so many just amazing ideas and just weird concepts and weird gameplay mechanics and things. And almost all of them were just tied to PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the time period... Was it actually 2006 when Flower came out? Well, or no. Was that so earlier? PlayStation launched in. I'm really bad with no, time. Yeah, because Xbox 360 came out in 05, and then the Wii and PlayStation 3 launched in 06. So it was. I don't think Flower was a launch title, but 07 when we started seeing things trickle out because it launched. The console itself launched in November of 06. So 20, 2007 is when you started seeing things coming out. 2008, 2009 is where you started seeing the heavy hitter first-party titles. Well, like, I mean, we can look at just strictly Sony Japan and Sony Santa Monica mm-hmm. and look at what they did publishing-wise. Yep. And it's phenomenal in that time period because we had things like Flower and Journey and we had things like Unfinished Swan, which at the time was Sony Santa Monica, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. But uh, we also had things like Tokyo Jungle, mm-hmm. which... Pain? Pain? Jesus Christ. Pain. What a... If that game came out today, I think it would be a bigger deal than it was super back then. Super acrobatic, hyper-powered battle rocket Supersonic cars. acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars. Jesus. The precursor to Rocket League. Same development team. So, again, if you saw that on Xbox, which I don't know, that may have been on Xbox. Maybe not. But if you saw that then, that would have taken off. Personally, because everyone in their home had an Xbox 360. It was the king of consoles at the time. So... Davin's sharing some memories in the chat. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to relearn the taste of peanut butter. Back at that time, Steven and I would dance to the RuneScape in music. So, uh, <laughs> that that's true. That's very I, true. I, I don't doubt it's true, but why? Never mind, don't answer that question. RuneScape had some great music, okay? Good lord. Great music. Phenomenal. Highly recommend. So what do you think going in? We are <laughs> we have a month left in the year, right? We've got December coming up. We've got the game awards. Do you think one, we will see another state of play? And then two this year? Yeah. Do you think Oof. we'll see any big announcements, PlayStation 5 wise, at the game awards? Do I think there's going to be another state of play? I'm gonna say no. Okay. because uh, we're coming in close. We've only got four weeks. Right, like four and a half weeks left in the year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say no. 
Okay. Um, any PlayStation announcements at the VGAs? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think definitely. Exclusive uh, announcements? Or games that will just be on PlayStation 5? I think exclusive announcements. Uh, traditionally, PlayStation has had either exclusive announcements or exclusive reveals um, at the VGAs. And interestingly enough, they're often tied to Kojima productions, and maybe we'll hear about their next project at the VGAs. It's possible. So really um, I would bet money on that All right. if I had money. That's, that's uh, also fair. Speaking of which, if you want to support the show, <laughs> and put that back up on the screen, you can go to mtfproductions.com slash donate. Uh, your money helps support us, two yeah, fine gentlemen. Um, it helps us with new equipment. Um, it'll help me get a subscription for this video studio thing so we can have fancier assets and overlays and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, looking at my half-done shelf, uh, my unfinished basement behind my head, or my actually blinding light behind my head. Yeah, we'll have more of a studio presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, this room, so. it'll allow me to place more bets on video game predictions. <laughs> That, that that's the real thing. Funding Steven's gambling addiction. My gambling addiction. Because um, really, if I'm not murdering a man, uh, then I have to at least be gambling. A poor track record of gambling on the show, by the way. I hope you know that. Well, what other bets have I made? We made a bet on predictions as to who would win what nomination or who would win what at the Game Awards last year, and you lost badly. Okay, listen. All right. <laughs> But I mean, I, for half of that, though, I thought we were picking our favorites, and then we switched halfway through to what we thought would actually win. So, come me some slack. No. We need to do that again, by the way. All right. I mean, and we can, we can have, like, a chat vote as well. Here's the deal, man. I all mean, of it. Here's the deal. I've got way more vacation time than I probably should that I have to use. So, like, the next month and a half, I am not working. <laughs> and you better believe one all of those right. weeks is Game Awards week because it's also my birthday week. So that's true. So yeah. My, all right. So that's a real thing. Don't celebrate all kinds of birthdays. That's right. Okay. I'm more than likely not gonna lie. Be playing a whole lot of Halo because it drops on my birthday. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, fine. That's fine. Uh, but so I tell you what. For me, do I think there will be any PlayStation exclusive announcements at the Game Awards? No. I there hasn't been in a hot minute that I can think of. At least nothing notable. Even exclusive reveals. Nope. I think we'll see reveals, right? But I don't think they'll be PlayStation exclusive. I'm not banking on it. PlayStation has been very much, if there's an exclusive, they do their own we're thing. doing our own thing. Yeah. Do I think there will be a state of play? Also, no. Uh, and let, let me, let's dive into the next thing I want to bring up. State of plays. What in the absolute fuck is on their mind that they're like, yeah, we can do a state of play for that. I can't think of the last... No, there's been two memorable state of plays in maybe the last year and a half, and that was the PS5 reveal. Mm-hmm. Not, not even the reveal. Yeah, the reveal, when they announced the pre-order date and everything like that, which yep. still ended in a fucking debacle because everyone in their grandma blew their load and started selling pre-orders hours before they were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. And then the most recent one that happened where they announced Wolverine, Spider-Man, and everything. They showed Forsaken. Yeah. Or Forspoken? Forspoken. Forspoken. And they should the game looks on. amazing. Those are the only two memorable fucking state of play. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hufflehug here disagrees. Hufflehug really liked the Horizon 
Horizon State of Play, where they did a reveal for Horizon and they did the deep dive, the new, uh, the new features for that. And I, I liked that State of Play too. Um, now, as far as it having like the big like wow factor, um, I mean, I, I agree with you there, uh, just because we knew that that was coming, mm-hmm. and you know, we we know what Horizon is. So here's something. my thing with that though. So Huffle Hug, let me let me come at you a little bit. All right, okay. So All right, why we're coming not? at you. Let's think about this. Nintendo, right? When they announce a new direct, it is a culmination of quite a few things. It's either big announcements, small announcements, but it's announcements. And if they want to focus on the individual game, they tell you, we're going to have another individual presentation strictly on this thing, either right after the show or at a later date. It's not a direct. It is a, a, a glorified dev diary. Why in the hell are we putting State of Play when we're talking about the State of PlayStation on a singular game and just showing gameplay? Well, allow me to intervene mm-hmm. while we wait mm-hmm. for Huffle Hub's response. Um, I think that they're they're doing that thing where they say, okay, we're going to talk about this. They just do it on the PlayStation blog. And they say, we're going to have a state of play at this time. And then they set your expectations. They'll say, we are only going to talk about this game. Or they'll say, we will not talk about this or this. And I think that that's good. And I think they're, they're basically taking a Nintendo Direct approach. Um, it's just... To an extent. Only if you pay attention to the PlayStation blog. So I didn't necessarily say that. So even with Nintendo, if Nintendo has a Direct coming out, they either tweet, hey, we're going to have a Direct. We're not talking about this thing. There's still a lot of surprises. There's still a reason to watch, right? PlayStation, you're right, will say, we're not going to talk about this thing. And they talk about this only, but again, they still only focus on, I don't need a half-hour gameplay video for a state of play. That doesn't need to be broadcasted out to the fucking world. That can be sent to the people that actually care about watching that. The Horizon one wasn't half an hour. I'm not saying they're all half an hour, but like I'm just averaging here. Because they did the same thing with Ghost of Tsushima. Did I need that one that? wasn't half an hour either. I'm just saying a number. I'm not being I'm specific. I'm just saying a number. Damn, you grouchy old man. <laughs> I think those are 15 minutes. 15 tops. minutes. But even then, like, do I need a 15? Like, I feel like that tarnishes the name of State of Play. Like... The whole thing with State of Play when they first announced it is like, oh, well, shit. The PlayStation's putting out Nintendo Directs, but PlayStation. This is good. So every time we hear, whenever you hear Nintendo Direct is happening, there's hype. Every time. Why? Because we don't know what we're going to get, and it's always a culmination of announcements. Whether it's big or small, it's announcements. With a State of Play, half the time I'm like, I don't give a shit. Because I'm like, it's okay, gameplay. I'm not watching that. I'm not going to spend the time to watch that. I don't need an announcement that that's happening. Make it a blog post, let it go. I don't need I think you to give me. Why... I don't need to RSVP to watch gameplay on a video. Just put a link on the blog and then watch it. If you're gonna tell me, hey, I have a state of play, you better believe I want. I want bombastic. I want. It can be a small little thing, but announcements. I do like the theatrics. I do like the the big like. We are going to tell you all of these new things. I mean, they don't have to be big things. Like, one right. of my favorite new games that they revealed in the last State of Play was the ukulele game with the name that I can't remember. Um, Love but it so much. It looked, well, <laughs> I'm going to get it as soon as it launches. It looked adorable. You can turn into animals. You can play ukulele. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, that was one of my favorite video game announcements from that State of Play. Yeah. Um, and that was not, like, a big thing. But it was an announcement. So I, I understand where you're coming from. 
Um, Hufflehug says, so Alex wants State of Play to be strictly announcements and not gameplay trailers? I'm okay with gameplay trailers. 15 minutes of gameplay is not a trailer. It is a dev diary. I like the deep dives as well, though. I like the deep dives. I like them. But I think that should be kept separate. I think when you say State of Play, I'm going in expecting to hear the State of PlayStation. Not the State of Ghost of Tsushima. Not the State of Last of Us Part Two, not the State of Horizon, not the State of God of War. I'm hearing, I want to know about PlayStation as a whole. That's what I'm going in for. If I just want God of War, I will go in and say, oh, there's a new dev diary on the PlayStation blog about God of War Ragnarok. Oh, there's a new dev diary of Horizon Forbidden West, and they're going to show off game, a massive gameplay. I'm not saying we can't have gameplay trailers, but I'm saying we're going to have gameplay trailers. They are trailers. Not 15 minutes. That's fair. And... Like I like, I like gameplay trailers better than like pre-rendered animated shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the deep dives, especially if you're not interested in that game, it can be kind of. I don't want to say disappointing because you don't have to watch it. Like that—that's the problem. I think is so many people have so many expectations, and I think that it's good to go into all of these things with like either very low or no expectations. Mm-hmm. And then that way you're not disappointed. Um, but like the same thing, we have like an expectation for what State of Play is. And while that was kind of set by when State of Play started, it was strictly, here's a thing with announcements, here's a thing with announcements, here's a thing with announcements. And then they started transitioning over to doing whatever the fuck with State of Play. Right, and it's like, I um, don't care about it anymore. I make it a point to make sure I can sit and watch Nintendo Directs. When I see... If I hear the Direct happening, I'm like, oh, cool, where am I going to be? Well, see, I make it a point for State of Plays. Even if it's just a gameplay reveal, even if it's a game that I'm but not... But see, I, I, I don't do that, because I feel like I get more State of Plays that aren't about the State of PlayStation in a year than I do an actual State of Play. I mean, I guess. I mean, think, if you think about the number of State of Plays that have come through this year, I think how two. many of them... Is it two or three? Well, so there's the thing. There's been more than that, but there's only been three I mean, of them. as far as announcement... Once. Exactly. And then there have been, I think, two or three gameplay ones. Yeah, well. like, I don't need to, like, why why can't that just be, like you said, a blog post? Why yeah. can't we just stay, and they can advertise well, that think, blog post. I think, the, that I think the issue is, though, that people don't watch blog posts. People tune into State of Plays. So they're going to they're gonna milk that until it's dry. Well, then that's why you then, do the Nintendo approach on that, right? Yeah. You, say, you, you have a State of Play and say, hey, if you want to see more on this game, stay tuned. on this day... We're going to show more of this game. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Hufflehug says that PlayStation needs to uh, manage expectations. I actually think that people need to manage their expectations. Um, now, granted, I think that businesses and PlayStation is a business and a brand. Um, it, they're responsible for like marketing and, and setting expectations in that regard. But I think it's just a little bit easier to tell people, okay, we as individuals... Like, we only have control over ourselves, so we should set our own expectations. And then when you have no expectations, everything's a surprise. Everything's peachy. I don't even think it's to say that, because PlayStation, if it's an announcement PlayStation, like, say, the play, they tell you it's going to, like, they're very clear and transcribed, and they, like, transparent about what they're putting out. Like, hey, this video is this. Hey, we're not going to have this. I don't think it's a transparency issue. They've got that down pat. 
when it comes to the state of plays. So they set that expectation. Yeah, I think they're fine with... I don't think they need to manage them. You think, think it's just the name? Yes. They like call it something else, like when, maybe and, gameplay deep dive or something? Yeah, because if you say it's a state of play, I'm not, I don't care about state of plays as much because half of them, if not more, are just gameplay. Are just gameplay deep dives. Yeah. I, I That doesn't get me excited. If I hear state... I wanted the name of State of Play to carry the weight that Nintendo Direct does. When I hear it, I'm like, oh shit, there's going to be something cool. Or there's going to be some yeah, neat things going to be shown. That last State of Play, though, was really fucking good. That is real. That's it real. was really good. That was like E3 level good. But that's my thing. So Nintendo puts out Directs like that relatively often, if not three to four times a year. PlayStation, maybe twice? Maybe. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, uh, Nintendo games, not to shit on them, the quality is great, but they are not as expensive or time-consuming to develop. True. Um, like, I mean... You're not running 4K. Flat you're not out running 4K. Not. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is what it is. And, it, yeah, they, they're very talented developers over at Nintendo, but, I mean, you just can't compare something like that to, like, a massive budget, like... Last of Us Part Two, but like, see, even then, we're not, we're not comparing and the so, games. We're comparing well, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, yes, Nintendo can have more Nintendo Directs where they have these announcements because they're they're faster at releasing those games and they are faster at getting those um, that footage that they can show. But PlayStation games uh, oftentimes take a very long time to develop, and they don't even come together until very late in development as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that might be a contributing factor as well. Uh, Nintendo first party is basically all of the hype behind Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like people don't really play third party games on Nintendo unless it's like you know carnival games or some shit like that. But <laughs> but we're beyond that now. We're in the Switch age. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like Nintendo first party is Nintendo, whereas PlayStation they can get away with having some more third party things that kind of carry until a PlayStation Studios game is able to come out. Um, so I think just like the the speed at which games can be developed and revealed for PlayStation, it's a little bit different for Nintendo. And so I, I can understand trying to like sort of cushion that with smaller state of plays in between. But even then, I think when you do that, you're still taking away, right? So you're right. Play, say Nintendo has four Nintendo Directs, all about Nintendo products, right? The direct name still carries and gets the hype. If you have a state of play, though, and you know, again, because of the time it takes to develop those games and the what has to go into them, it's going to take longer and you only get two, that means when you hear state of play is dropping... Then you're going to tune in. Exactly. You're going to get think, more hype. I do think they've done a really good job of like sort of bookending the year, though, mm-hmm. with really good state of plays. Uh, like, late last year, they had the... Um, the big like PlayStation mm-hmm. Five reveal thing, and that was a really big one. And then just recently, they had another really big one, and that sort of like sets the stage for the next year. And I think, I think that's good, and I like that. Yeah, I think too. I think like you said, bookending is good. I think it's fine. But again, my problem is is having a million one state of play with the name state of, of play, and it's not yeah. a, really a state. Like I'm. I'm Okay, cool. I'm learning about a game I've already seen. I mean, hell, we had a state of play about Deathloop, Stephen. 
there was a lot of death loop. We had a that game had been shown off in every state of play for like the last two years, and still got its own fucking state of play. Yeah, I think they <laughs> they just really want people to like buy it when it comes out, but then immediately forget about it because we haven't heard anything since it launched, which is from PlayStation. Crazy, exactly, and it's even in its a ten out of ten masterpiece on I don't know how many different yeah critical sites. I have no interest in that game. I it it looks fine. I, but. I think it's it is interesting. So I think I'd have more appeals to it if I hadn't played Dishonored first. I wasn't a big Dishonored fan. Same. I know a lot of people were Dishonored but, or Thief. I was not. Yeah, but so well, Dishonored being the same developer. So if I hadn't played Dishonored, I think I'd be more in the Death Loop. What but was we, the other game that they did? Arcane. Yeah. Um, Dishonored and uh, Prey. Prey. There we go. I don't know why I said Thief. Yeah, I, but, well, because Dishonored and Thief were, Thief was like a poor man's Dishonored. Um, but if I hadn't played Dishonored before seeing Deathloop, I'd be more interested. But because I know I didn't like Dishonored, I'm less inclined to say, "Oh man, Deathloop looks really cool." But it's done by that developer, so I'm like, eh. and now you look at it and you're like, "Oh, Deathloop looks a lot like Dishonored." Exactly. So I'm like, I don't know how that's my cup of tea. It yeah. sounds like it looks like it's my cup of tea. But I'm gonna play it and not care. We'll see. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, maybe we'll play it eventually when it's free or when it's discounted for like five bucks mm-hmm. because it's no longer a PlayStation thing. I don't know. Would, would Microsoft even discount it? I don't know. I, I guess mean, it'd be up to them, wouldn't it? Uh, for the most part, it's to an extent, I think they have some kind of control in that. But I mean, it'll also probably be on Game Pass when it does come to Xbox. So. Right. Um, so. Hold on. Trip Fantasy has an idea that he shared in the chat. Let's hear it. Uh, Big idea. The people who made Ziggurat team up with Wizards 101 for the big remake targeted towards non-nine-year-olds. Big remake of what? Yeah, Wizards 101 or Ziggurat? What the fuck is Ziggurat? uh, It's like a first-person spell game. Okay. uh, That it's, it's like procedurally generated. Imagine if Binding of Isaac was Harry Potter. Ah. In first person. Okay. Okay, so remaking Wizards 101. Okay, all right. I I feel it. I feel like, I feel like Hogwarts Legacy is going to... I feel like it's Lord of the Rings more so, but yeah. Uh, but all right, we shared your big idea, so now it's out there. There you go. It's reached five people. And there you go. <laughs> and Hufflehug Hog coming in with the Hogwarts Legacy. Hufflehug is excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I, as am I. I'm yeah. actually excited for it, too, uh, even though we haven't seen anything since it... Was and, and I think it's a potential talk of it being delayed even more so. Which yeah. Is, well, I think some of it there were like some controversy because J.K. Rowling, and then uh, now I think the game has been hyped up by other people. That now I think I think what they had wasn't as impressive. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. I think what they had was not as impressive as people's expectations. So they're like, "Oh shit, we need to make sure that we are firing on all cylinders here." Yeah. Um. So. Anyways, that's just my prediction. But um, speaking of that, uh, we're going to wrap it up here soon because we're beyond an hour, which is fine. Um, but uh, things that we're excited about. Uh, so let's do this two different ways. First, let's let's rate year one of PS5. Mm-hmm. And then let's say what we're excited about for year two of PS5. Hold on, what, what, what are we... 
putting it in this ranking? What are we talking? Are we talking about the? Are we talking in sales of the console, the games on the console, the experience? Um, of the kind console? of like an overall, on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. your personal feelings towards PS Five Year One. Six out of ten. Okay. That is based upon a, a big caring factor. That is that it did sell quite a lot. But it is detrimented by the fact that there is really only two big AAA titles that carry that console in its first year: Ratchet and Clank and Demon Souls. Outside of that, like yeah, you have Returnal, but Returnal is not a must-have, like flagship game right now. It isn't. It, yeah. People like it, but it's not there. It's um, a very specific audience yes that they're targeting exactly so it's like in that game i'm hard pressed to say it probably could have come out on ps4 with a couple things done like rolled back a little bit but still get the same quality experience you got out gameplay wise at least Mm -hmm. visually yeah visually no probably not but um that and then the just the console experience itself it had a few hiccups right it happens it is what it is there's no way this console would have a perfect score because new console launch hiccups happen. We're talking trophies. Yeah. We're talking the weird fact that, like, I don't hold down the PS button to turn off the console. I have to tap it, which is... That like, took a very long time for me to get used to. It's still hard for me to get used to. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Nothing else in the world does that. Yeah. Not a damn thing I in the moved, world does that. I moved the power thing over so I didn't have to go all the way over. I, like, moved it. Oh, closer to, like... Yeah, because I can customize the whole thing. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. And that, that was because, like, at least it's there. But, yeah, I find it very But weird. I think I made a default to where my profile is so i can get to trophies faster so like i tap it and then i tap x and then i'm just on trophies I, I did the same. instead of having to go all the way down yeah. and, and navigating certain things like navigation like turning off your console like finding your fucking trophies sorting your trophies and the fact that i have to resort them every time i pop up a thing yeah why doesn't it save your why preference? doesn't it save i saved on the two console three consoles if you include if you include the vita it is saved yeah. it. this is not and i don't understand why the hell that was just like eh, throw it out the window yeah so I, I think there's some quality of life things that, that will be improved upon, but until we see definitive games launch next year that are strictly PS5 and give a reason to buy the console outside of the fact you can't find one if you get one you're just prepared. Yeah, a six. All right, I think I actually agree with you. Mm-hmm. I was originally going to say five, actually, but I mean I think the the system itself is solid. Yes, it's, yeah. it's fast. It's snappy. I like the UI design overall. Yes. Um, I think it's it's actually really nice. And once I've gotten used to it, I I kind of love it. And I love the... It's mostly just the speed of navigating. It's so nice. And going back to PS4, it's god-awful. <laughs> um, like I, the store is trash. I, I could not stand it. Like, just trying to go to Netflix. It's like six minutes just to wait for the menu to load and then go to the media tab, and then wait for the apps to load, and then go to Netflix and wait for that to load. It's it's so slow. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I think I'll agree with your six, though. Um, and also, it like performance-wise, in terms of sales, amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like, my user experience and the sales, I, it, yes, it was really hard to get one, but um, a lot of people have them. So right. I feel like it's kind of it, it balances out in that in that regard. Uh, my biggest complaint is yes, the lack of really like benchmark first party titles, which doesn't bother me too much because of the PS4 backwards compatibility. Um, but I am a little bit disappointed 
a lot of bit disappointed in the lack of PS3 backwards compatibility, um, which even though they never promised that, um, they also never denied it uh, <laughs> before it came out. And uh, I was I was just very excited about that um, personally. And you know, there's certain like uh, quality of life changes that I think they could make um, going forward. So I think six is a fair score. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as new stuff, some people in the chat are sharing some of their uh, things that they're looking forward to. Um, Hufflehug says that. Harry Potter fans have been asking for a Harry Potter RPG for years. Yeah, and then J.K. Rowling became a, kind of, a bit of an ass, and now they're like, oh, do we want to buy that? Knowing she's going to get a penny from it. Uh, it's still going to sell well, you know it, that. It, it is. And then Imagine McNamee says, no, it's going to be so good. Um, agreeing with Hufflehug there. Mm-hmm. Um, Trip Fantasy is saying, what if all console OS had a you've been playing for X hours, playing for excessive time may have negative impact on your health? I, I, think, um, <laughs> I think every console, I can't say for Xbox, but I know PlayStation and Switch, like Huffle Hug has said on the Switch aspect, tells you how long you've been playing a game, and the last time you played a game, none of them tell you if it's a negative impact on your health. Um, well, Nintendo sometimes does, depending on the game. And I was actually playing Death Stranding, and I think this happened on stream yesterday, mm-hmm. um, where I was playing the game, and I went a very long time doing all these missions and stuff, and Norman Reedus was tired, and then a little tip came up on the screen that said, if Norman Reedus is tired, it might be time for you to take a break, too. So it was like specifically saying, hey, Norman's tired, you must be tired, too. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And Hufflehug also didn't mention is that the villagers will tell you to take a break if you talk to them after a certain amount of time in Animal Crossing. It's also true. I think I was thinking more of like the actual system itself, not the games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, but, yeah, keeping track of time, uh, Nintendo does do that. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to find. And PlayStation does that, but it's not as easy to find. Yeah, and I have no idea if Xbox does. No idea. But, yeah, so... Uh, what are some things that you're looking forward to for the second year of PlayStation 5? I'm looking forward to whatever Insomniac has to put out. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what... Honestly, I, it's hard for me to say what I'm looking forward to. I don't know too much about what's coming, right? I mean, things have been kind of in the wraps, and things that are coming that we know about are third party. So, But I, I very much specifically in the PlayStation side of things, I want to know. I have no idea. I have high hopes. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see some returning IP. I think we'll see a lot more new IP than we have had in quite a while. And that'll be cool. Um, I'm just, I'm excited to see where PlayStation 5 takes us. I'm pumped. I want a reason to have, the reason to say why I spent $500 on this thing. And I think 2022 will be a good year for it. I agree. I'll, I will echo that. I am most excited for the things that I don't know I should be excited for yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's always lots of really awesome surprises when it comes to PlayStation. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but <laughs> surprises nonetheless. Um, and I'm going to do another one of those things. I'm going to. I'm going to. This is not a bet. I don't actually think that that I would bet money on this. But um, what if they announced a PlayStation Home for PS5? <laughs> I would fucking love it. There's there's some rumors. 
there's some rumors in PlayStation Home. You know, that's my that's my jam. That's my peanut butter and jelly. Let it die. That's my RuneScape login music. Let it die. Speaking of Let It Die, they announced a new Let It Die game. Did you see that? I did. It looks fine. I don't care. It's not classic Let It Die, but still. I care about classic little Let It Die. I just like the dancing girls in the little outfits. They just dance. Trip Fantasy has then gone and say it is not Let It Die. <laughs> Trip Fantasy has spoken. You are a hoe. It may say Let It Die, but it is not Let It Die. You are a hoe. Uh, he didn't say that, but I imagine he did under his breath. <laughs> he, he just says you're a hoe. Yep. Just, you're a hoe. Mm-hmm. What a weird thing to say under your breath. I mean, he's not in public. He's just by himself, I imagine, right now. God maybe, damn it. maybe a friend in the room. I don't know. Do you hey, think he's, he's naked? Or, I... <laughs> How many people do you think no no watch? thank you for listening Hold on hold on how many people do you think watch the stream or listen to the podcast while naked I'm not answering that question Do you ever think about how many no. people hear our voices no. while they're naked No I do not I think about what? that It's got to be two <laughs> At least two people have been naked and listening to us At least two Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and watching and joining us on the 27th episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you so much. Stay tuned on Twitch, on YouTube, um, all the things. All the things. Love, love, love.